0: When I was a kid, I grew up in a small town, I'm not John Mellencamp, Um, but there's a great advantage to growing up in a small town. There were no cuts on the sports teams. I could play everything. Well, I could try to play everything. One of those things I tried to play was basketball. Now this is 1970s, 1980s, real basketball. None of this carry-it stuff, three steps, and your salary depends on how many steps you get before you shoot. This was real basketball. Basketball was real, and the shorts were real short. Um, don't Google 1970s and 80s basketball. It's disturbing. But I was the kid in the driveway, you know, three, two, one, and he shoots and he scores at the buzzer, right? That's what our buzzer sounded like, the bird dying on the power line. So here's me in the driveway. Three, two, one, he shoots. Oops. Oops. Brick. Alright. Three, two, one, he shoots. Air ball. Three, two, whoops, dropped the ball. I was awful at basketball. It took me several years to figure this out, so about my freshman year of high school, I stopped playing basketball because I stunk. It was, it was not pretty. I had a career scoring record of about five or six points occurring in the fifth or sixth grade conveniently, so I can easily remember those stats. But, this is the longest I think I've held on to a basketball without dropping it, so I'm going to get rid of it before somebody gets hurt. Thank you, Cammy. Let's be careful. It's dangerous. I don't know how to use one of those things. I was not made for basketball. I mean, I'm all of 5'9", but my best friend in high school, Paul, was made for basketball. We're like two totally different people. Paul, let's, let's check out a picture of Paul, in fact. That's Paul. If you were to design a basketball player, this is like a couple years ago, you would design Paul. He checks all the boxes. He's tall, he's strong, he's smart, crazy athletic. Paul was made to play basketball. Now some of you are kind of hung up here a second on this picture. It's like, why have I seen this? Is Paul famous? Well, he played in college, but that's not why you're hung up on this picture. You're probably thinking of this picture. Paul and I posed for that several years. No. (laughs) Paul was made for basketball. Apparently, I was made more like Bob the Tomato, where my purpose in life is to be a delicious sauce for your pasta. But it is a question. What are we made for? I mean, looking at those pictures, looking in the mirror, what are we made for? Big question, right? Guest speakers taking on the biggest questions in life. Well, the good news is there's an easy answer. And this whole question of what are we made for is part of the Holy Spirit's role in this. And we're wrapping up a series on the Holy Spirit today called Goosebumps. And I love this title because this idea of a spirit is kind of freaky and ghosty and goosebumpy. So today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit's role in helping us figure out and use exactly what we were made for. So the questions in life, the biggest philosophical question, what is the meaning of life? Or what is the purpose of life? What are we made for? Is something that Jesus actually took on. Jesus was asked, what are we made for? What are we here for? And, I mean, he's Jesus. He's, he's going to nail it, right? So here's what it says um, in Matthew. Jesus replied to this question, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. First part of why we're here. What we're made for. The second is equally important. Love each other. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love other people. People, Boom. Drop the mic. I can't drop a lapel mic because it's hooked to me. But you get the picture. Jesus summarized the biggest question in the world. Love God and love other people. Okay, let's go do it. Folks, right? This is easy. No. I mean... Sort of. Love God and love other people. Let's break it down. Love God. Well, okay, I get it. He's God. We can love Him. We should love Him. I mean, He made us. He gave us this world. He sent His Son to die for us. Yeah, I can check that box. I can love, other, love God. But this other part, love other people. I mean, have you actually met any other people? kind of tough, isn't it? I mean, do you know my neighbors? Have you seen that guy I work with? What about the person that cut me off on the way in this morning even? Loving other people is hard. I get it. Some people are hard to love. But let's flip the coin over also on, you know, this, this being a challenge. Sometimes it's hard to be loving. To anyone. How can I possibly have any love left in my life to show other people? How can I love anyone that I can't even trust? What if they're just going to turn on me? Do you know how much I've messed up? I don't even know what love looks like. I can't possibly pull this off. If you're wrestling with this stuff, you know, it's a big goal. Love God and love others. It's like, I just can't get there. I am so glad you're here today. I really am. Because there is an answer to those questions, to those difficulties, to those struggles. This is exactly where the Holy Spirit comes into the picture. It's like like God knew this. God knew that we would struggle, so he gave us help. In fact, he gave us so much help that we have superpowers. You love that. Just the way you say it, superpowers. God gives us a superpower to love him better and love others better. And it's in the Bible. Really, superpowers are in the Bible. You didn't know that, right? Well, a little bit of a Mark translation today. We're going to go into a part of the Bible in Corinthians. Now, this is an early church. They're just trying to figure out this God stuff. This is shortly after Jesus lived, and the church is you not know, quite gotten its stride yet. So they have questions. And one of their questions was regarding The special abilities the Spirit gives us. So the letter says, now dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities, superpowers, right? That's how we translate that today. The Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. In other words, this is important. And this whole chapter, 1 Corinthians 12, is all about our superpowers. We're going to hang out there today a little bit. Now the Holy Spirit gives these to us. This Holy Spirit idea is kind of weird, right? That's goosebumps. Adam has absolutely knocked it out of the park the last couple of weeks. So if you haven't been with us, if you're online right now, press pause. Check the time at the bottom. Good. And we're back. Okay, that was amazing, wasn't it? The Holy Spirit is given to us by God when we come into his family to help us. And one of the areas he's going to help us with, we're talking about today, are these superpowers. Why do we need superpowers? Let's look at verse 7. A spiritual gift, a superpower, is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Remember the commandments? Love God, love others. What's the best way to love someone? Help them. So we have a superpower for helping people. I love the idea of superpowers. You guys watch, you know, like the Marvel, Marvel movies and stuff. My, my favorite ones are the origin stories. I love hearing how people get their superpowers. Now, once they've got them, it's like, all right, so I know what they can do. But seeing that discovery is is so cool. I love the idea of an origin story, getting a superpower. Now, of course, we all are like, we know the best one of all. The absolute best Marvel origin story has to be Captain America, right? If you disagree you know, take it up with the chat hosts online, but come on, the dude was a hero before he even got his power, right? Okay, a couple of nods, you're my people, the rest of you, go watch it again, I'm right, I know these things. But origin stories are amazing. Origin stories are discovering something, and when you discover it, it's new and it's fresh and it's exciting, and I want that for you today. I want us to kind of write our origin story. Now, maybe God doesn't give you the ability to throw big heavy hammers at bad guys or get big and green when you're mad, but he has something special for each of us. God has something unique, some perfect spiritual gift, some superpower unique to you. And it's amazing when that gift just explodes for the love of God and the love of people around you. So as we start writing an origin story now, let's get kind of practical. Let's find our superpowers today. Let's continue in 1 Corinthians 12 and talk about some of these kinds of superpowers, all right? To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. Wow, those are a lot of crazy superpowers, right? Well, there's another part of the Bible that has even more. So let's jump over to Romans. Conveniently, it's chapter 12 also. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Superpowers. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. Really? Really? Okay, I'm a guest speaker, I'm nervous. The two biggest fears in life, literally, according to psychologists, are death and public speaking, and I get that. If you're a teacher, teach well, all right. Um, I, Adam, with his scheduling, must have known this was coming. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously, If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Wow. Those are amazing things. Now, looking at those the first time through is a little like, whoa, what's going on? How do I even get my arms around this? Well, remember, there's a word hiding inside here. Gift. These are gifts. These are things that God gives you the ability to do in an amazing way. Now, little confession. Apparently, I'm slightly dense when it comes to reading. When I used to read this word, gift, I would think of this beautiful package with a bow on the top, and you would open it up, and inside it would say, encouragement, or giving, or leadership. It's not that kind of gift that God gives us. This gift, this word gift, is like the word we would use to say someone is gifted. You know the the YouTube videos of the 4-year-old girl just tearing up some, you know, magical piece on a piano. We would say, "Wow, she's gifted." Or the 11-year-old doing calculus at a level most engineers don't see till late in college. "Wow, he is gifted." The Bible says we are gifted. We have some amazing ability that God gave us to help us love Him and love others really, really well. We are gifted. Each one of us are gifted. God made us this way so we can be in a place where we can absolutely soar and those around us can absolutely be blessed by it. Becoming a follower of Jesus does not mean you're signing up for something miserable. The weirdo on the corner that nobody wants to go near when they walk down the sidewalk. Or that person knocking on your door that, you know, has something to, to push on you. Or being shipped off to a jungle to eat bugs and have intestinal distress all your life. No. Becoming a follower of Jesus is unleashing a superpower that you get. It's awesome. Now, maybe your superpower is resisting intestinal distress, but that's special and that's for you. But this is awesome. This is not about taking a gift and making a YouTube video of how great I am jumping over a building. This is about loving God and loving others. So today, let's unpack your origin story with a little bit of a tool. Um, We're going to take a little bit of a quiz, or we're going to offer it to you. If you're online, there will be a link for it. It's going to be a fun little quiz. And this will kind of get you started into some categories of where God may have gifted you. And it's super cool. Here's an example question I often act first based on my emotions before logic and thinking. Ooh, (laughs) do I act or do I think? Okay, I act first on my emotions. Nah. Yeah, maybe sometimes. Mostly true or yes. All right, so it's kind of fun. It doesn't take long. It takes just a couple of minutes. Here's a link for it. You got your phone? Uh, hit the QR code if you'd like. Take a screenshot. We're going to have this in the video description as well. So, you know, hit that video description. You'll find a link there. But this is, is great fun, and it's an awesome starting point. So this survey gets you to a big picture view of yourself, and everybody likes to learn about themselves and talk about themselves, right? So one note on the end of it, when you get to the very end, you're going to see a slide something like this. And it says, I'd like to access my spiritual gift results, and it's going to ask for a name and an email, now, this is from an organization outside the Ridge, so um, just we want to be super clear and safe with you guys. If you don't want to give up your email to that organization, totally cool, put in info at ridge.org. That's okay. Well, you just use ours. That's fine. When you click the Get My Results button, you'll still see your results on the screen. So it's not like they're hiding or anything else, just feel free to use ours and click Get my results, it'll show up on the screen. If you put your name in with the Ridge, we'll email you back and let you know here's what we had for you. So check it out, it's kind of fun. It's super cool to see what a quiz reveals about you. If you do this, I want to ask two favors, okay? Take the survey, see what, see what you find out. Do me two favors. Number one, ask somebody you know if they agree. And if if anything else, you can use the tool. Hey, I took this quiz, and I don't know if I believe them. Will you tell me? And that way they feel really smart. But see if that gift is affirmed in you. Is it really what other people perceive in you? The other thing would be to tell us. You can email us or text us, and we would love to help you unpack that. Maybe explore your superpower in a way that might be just safe and comfortable as a starting point to try it out. I love the fact that we have so many people here at the Ridge using their superpowers. We heard from Drew earlier. We have people all over this campus right now and online right now using their superpower. And it's, it's super, so super cool. Super cool superpower. See how that works? We have gifted nursery workers that love taking care of our children, constantly thinking of ways to better care for our children. We have gifted people that pour their hearts and souls into making our campus look great inside and out. We have an incredible care ministry that just loves to tackle every possible opportunity to show care to those that are struggling. We have gifted group leaders that just deeply know and love the people in their group. We have people watching hours of video, rehearsing, testing, tweaking, dialing in settings to make it amazing morning production, a morning service of music and lights and all the pieces that go into this. We have gifted people that jump at every opportunity to use their gifts. And when you talk to these people, they say a cool thing. They don't say, I have to do this. They say, I get to do this. They say, I love doing this, get to do this. One of the things I get to do here at The Ridge, and I absolutely love it, is to be part of our live video team. So most mornings you'll see me in the booth behind the multi-view, and I get to work with amazing people, and I get to share these images of what's taking place right here with you and with people all over the world, and that is so awesome. Wow, I'm kind of missing that. Um, Tell you what, indulge me for a second. Five, can you give me a head to toe? Ready, five? Take five. Uh, (laughs) I feel so good. (laughs) That's what I was made for. Let's go back to three. Ready, three? Take three. Thank you. I love that. It seems like to some people that's not them. And that's okay because God made each one of you uniquely superpowered in a different way. I love getting to use my superpower. But to some people, this is like so way out there. Okay, Mark just changed cameras and loved it. I don't have anything like that in my life. Let me give you a couple of bullets here to hopefully address that. One thing you might be thinking right now is, I don't have a gift. Two words for you. Stop it. See what the Bible says about that. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other each of us are you one of each of us then yes you have a superpower that's awesome but what about the the other thing you might be thinking and this is a dark one my spiritual gift isn't as good as others Ooh. please no stop Your spiritual gift is exactly what God wants you to have for exactly who you are, for exactly your place in the world, for exactly your friends, exactly your church. God has custom-designed a spiritual gift just for you. This is an area that's interesting to me because it's so easy for us to compare. Oh, my gift isn't as good as that gift. My gift isn't as good as that gift, so I'm just going to quit. Or you're in this cycle of comparing. God knew that, by the way. He knew we would do this. So there's a big chunk of this chapter. I'm going to go to just one little piece of this comparing thing. So let's go to verse 18. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. You get it? We are all parts of the body, and everyone is different. And that's supposed to be that way. Here's, here's a great example. Check out these football players. That's DeForest Buckner on the bottom. Big dude. Six foot seven, 300 pounds. And he's holding up Rodrigo Blankenship, the Colts kicker. Kind of doing the Lion King thing, right? <laughs> Look at those two guys. They are so crazy different. But if little Rodrigo said, Oh, I'm just a kicker. I'm not that good. I'm not as important as a defensive tackle. I want to be a defensive tackle instead he would be smeared all over the field. He'd be crushed. He would be a blue blob of Colts jersey in the middle of AstroTurf. The guy is not made for it. If Rodrigo tried to be a defensive tackle, no, nah, it doesn't work. He's not made for it. They're both important. If a defensive tackle misses his assignment, somebody runs by him and makes a touchdown and you lose a game. If a kicker misses his kick, he's just as important. Kicker misses his kick, you have last Monday night's game. Too soon for some of you? Sorry. See, we are all gifted uniquely, and we have a place. There's a darker one yet, though. Here's an excuse. I've messed up too many times. If you're feeling that, I, I'm so sorry. I truly know that there is pain that is so deep with failure. But I want you to know that the Ridge is here for you. That's what we are here for as a church. We're not here for perfect people. I truly hope that you can connect in here, that we can help you navigate that. Those are dark feelings. Those can hold you back. I have messed up too many times holds people back from soaring, from from using their gifts to their greatest potential. Let me give you something to think about if you're feeling this way. Did Thor stop being Thor when he dropped his hammer? No. If Captain America throws his shield and misses the target, he's still Captain America. If your kids disobey, they're still your kids. God is in the forgiveness business. Doesn't matter if you've messed up. God has forgiven you. God's forgiven you right now, and God will forgive you in the future. Get that behind you. God is in the forgiveness business. He wants you to be equipped, to be gifted, to love Him and love others around you. Take a second and imagine with me. Imagine you're in a church or a community where you are led by gifted leaders. You're cared for by people just deeply gifted in caring. You're taught by gifted teachers. You're surrounded by music and art created by gifted artists and musicians. If there was a need, a person with that gift would be the first one to come running to meet that need. Wouldn't that be an awesome place to be? That is exactly what God has designed for us. God has designed a world and has told us, you have a superpower to make that world real. It doesn't come from some government or some organization. It comes from each one of us being the person God made you to be, using the gifts, the superpowers God gave you. If you've ever put together a puzzle and wound up right at the end with a missing piece, man, yeah, it's rough, right? Right? No matter where that piece is, corner, middle, anywhere on the puzzle, a missing piece just feels wrong, doesn't it? That's the deal with us. We are each an important piece of God's design. God has a world in his mind where we love others. We love him to the best of our superpowered ability. And let's not leave that piece out of the puzzle. I'd like to pray for us. God, thank you so much for the way you've made us and the way you love us. We pray today that you would just help us to love you back to the best of our abilities and love everyone around us to the best of our abilities because we know that's what we were made for. Pray, God, that um, as people here are unpacking their superpowers, that you just kind of open a path up. Just encourage them to be all that you would have them to be. Pray for those that are in the middle of their sweet spot right now, that you would just continue to bless them and that you would share through them the, the life in the world that you truly want for us. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. And I pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.